You're listening to Historically Speaking, brought to you by Kappa Kappa Gamma, with generous support from the Kappa Kappa Gamma Foundation. All right, my friend, we are back for another episode of Historically Speaking, and this one might be a bit controversial. Well, it could be, but one of the best parts about history is setting the record straight. And if we get more listeners than just my mom and your son, we'll have been moderately successful. Well, let's hope that we do. That would be great. So, you dug out of the archives a newsletter that I wrote near the beginning of the time we started working together. The September-October 2002 issue of Historically Speaking, titled, Who's Number One? That seemed appropriate then because college football season was just starting. I remember that you and I would often discuss how we answered that question regularly, especially at recruitment time, as chapters were trying to find things that would set them apart from other chapters on their campus. I still get that question a lot, and I'm actually pleased when I do, because that means they're actually verifying the information instead of just repeating something that they think they were told years ago. Through the years, this has prompted lengthy discussion among members of the Greek world. So, let's set the timeline. In 1851, the Adelphian Society was founded at Wesleyan Female College in Macon, Georgia. A year later, in 1852, along came the Philomathian Society, also at Wesleyan. Isocerosis was founded in April 1867 at Monmouth College, Monmouth, Illinois. Kappa Alpha Theta was founded at Indiana Asbury College, now DePaul University, Greencastle, Indiana in January 1870. And, of course, Kappa Kappa Gamma was founded October 13, 1870 at Monmouth College, Monmouth, Illinois. Now for the nitty-gritty. The Adelphian Society later became Alpha Delta Phi in 1905, and then they settled on the name Alpha Delta Pi in 1913. Their website says that they were the first secret society for women in the world. The keyword here is secret. The Philomathian Society later changed their name to Phi Mu in 1904. And their website says that they are the second oldest female fraternity organization in the United States. Do you suppose they call themselves the Wesleyan duo? <laughs> oh, no. They actually call themselves the Macon Magnolias which is a great description. I love the term Macon Magnolias. I also love that since we were founded at Monmouth College along with Pi Beta Phi, we're known as Monmouth Duo, but I digress. So where was I? I see cirrhosis would become Pi Beta Phi in 1888, but they claim that with their founding in 1867, they were the first national secret college society of women to be modeled after the Greek letter fraternities for men. Kappa Alpha Theta states on their website that they are the first Greek letter fraternity for women. And Kappa Kappa Gamma? 
Well, we claim lots of firsts, but we can't claim to be the first in existence. We don't have a horse in this particular race. So I caution anyone who asks to tread lightly when going beyond the statement that we are one of the oldest women's fraternities. And pretty soon we can add the line, one of the oldest women's fraternities continuously in existence for more than 150 years. Now that is something to brag about. It certainly is. Now, when you look at the founding dates of the earliest women's societies and fraternities, you can see why there has been such confusion. Do we consider the early 1851 to 1867 societies, who later changed their names to Greek letters, the first women's fraternities? If so, Alpha Delta Pi, founded as the Adelphian Society, would be number one. If we don't consider the first three societies women's fraternities, Kappa Alpha Theta would be number one. It is the first Greek letter fraternity for women. Now, let me throw one more wrench in the wheel. One of our peer groups, Gamma Phi Beta, is known as the first sorority. They were founded in 1874 at Syracuse University, and the organizations before them were known as literary societies, secret societies, or women's or ladies fraternities. The term sorority hadn't been widely used until Dr. Frank Smalley, a professor at Syracuse, coined the word for the Gamma Phi Betas, making them the first sorority. And I know what you're going to say, what about the other question that we get over and over? Why are we called a fraternity? But we'll save that one for another day. Okay, so back to who is first. Ideally, all things being equal, you can simply look at founding dates. But we can't do that here. There are too many nuances in the way our organizations were founded and grew. The societies at Wesleyan remained local to Macon, Georgia for a while. Phi Mu established their beta chapter in 1904, and AD Pi established their beta chapter in 1905, 52 and 54 years after their founding. According to Kappa's history book written in 1903, Theta at once began to expand in response to the national idea already expressed in the growth of the men's fraternities, and an effort was made to establish a Theta chapter at Monmouth College, where a women's society called the IC Cirrhosis had been established. The women who were asked to become Theta's charter members preferred, however, to organize a new fraternity, and thus, Kappa Kappa Gamma came into being on October 13, 1870. So, even though Theta and Kappa were founded in 1870, the Thetas appeared in January, and the Kappas not until October, when our six founders walked into chapel at Monmouth College, wearing little golden keys in their hair. And that excerpt from the 1903 history book is interesting to me. If any of you have listened to anything we've talked about Kappa history, you know that there are some inconsistencies in the way the, the memories of the founders have come about. So we have another excerpt from our 1932 history book, 
where founder Mary Louise Bennett Boyd claimed that they had never even heard of Kappa Alpha Theta, and if they did, they would have been in a bigger hurry to organize their own group instead of waiting for their pins to arrive and march into chapel later in October. Also, one other thing that Kappas know is the meaning of Alpha Omega Omicron on our badge. Look closely at a Theta's badge, their kite, and you will see the same Greek letters. Kappa and Theta were both founded in 1870 and were among the first women's fraternities. So do you suppose we've been clear enough to establish who was first? I wish it were so, but I think you should still be ready to answer that question a few more times in your career. Fair point. And I just need to remember that when I'm asked that question, people are looking for a way to set themselves apart. And thank goodness that despite all of our faults and failings through the years, organizations like Kappa Kappa Gamma still have a lot to be proud of. Fran Beck, archivist for Pi Beta Phi, was recently a guest on Dr. Mary Osborne's podcast, Voyage of Discovery. She's featured in the August episode if you decide to look for it. And Fran is an enthusiast of all history, but especially fraternity history. She has written more about men's and women's fraternal organizations than Baird himself, so you should go find her blog, Fraternity History and More, or her Facebook group, Focus on Fraternity History. Anyway, while talking about the history of the Panhellenic movement with Dr. Oz, Fran notes that everyone should be most proud of their own organization while respecting and admiring the others. She said that while she loves Pi Phi and thinks it's the best organization, she thinks of Kappa fondly as maybe a favorite niece. And she's always quick to remind us that none of our organizations would exist or have the ability or impetus to improve without one another. Good point. So if you can't brag about whether your organization was first, you can certainly highlight some of your own groups first. And then be sure to compliment the first of our sister fraternities and sororities. Sometimes that's hard to remember, but it is so true. Well, thank you to all of our listeners, and thank you, Kay, for joining me once again. And don't forget, if you have a question you'd like us to cover, you can send it to archives at kkg.org. Until next time. Thanks, Kylie. It's been fun to talk with you today, and I look forward to our next time. You've been listening to Historically Speaking, brought to you by Kappa Kappa Gamma, with generous support from the Kappa Kappa Gamma Foundation. Our headquarters is in Columbus, Ohio. Our house museum, the Minnie Stewart House, is in Monmouth, Illinois. And you can find us online at kappa.org. All Things 150th is at our special website, kappaturns150.org. And you can peruse our digital archives at kappa.historyit.com. Research is by former fraternity president and former fraternity historian Kay Smith-Larson from Beta Pi Chapter at the University of Washington. And production is done by me, Kylie Smith, archivist and museum director for Kappa Kappa Gamma. Thank you.